Bridge and Davika comes to us from LinkedIn, Google, a few other places, but Davika, jump in. I'm like so used to saying dev, so I want to say that so <laughs> badly, but over the course of this conversation, listeners will probably end up being like, dev, dev's my friend as well, but um, jump in and just let everyone know a little bit about you know who you are and why you're joining us here today. Yes, well, thank you for that very thoughtful introduction, Kim. Uh, my name is Davika Bridge. I am the founder and CEO of Bridge the Gap Consulting. My business um, is essentially focused around helping companies to develop, advance, and increase retention of their underrepresented individuals. I also do a lot of leadership development work to help these leaders be um, just more effective to underrepresented individuals and um, help them through the specific challenges that they face. Um, like you mentioned, Kim, prior to starting my own business, I was at LinkedIn and Google for the majority of my career, um, and it's been predominantly in tech, but I've also worked in entertainment, uh, worked across various industries like HR, marketing, sales, um, so I've kind of seen, you know, seen it all. Yeah, I'm, uh I just remember. So one of the things that you, and, and I can say that because again, we had the pleasure of working together at LinkedIn. And one of the things that you talked about while we were at LinkedIn together was about branding and personal branding, right? So for people that are listening that don't fully understand what that means, because of the fact that you've worked in multiple industries and you've been in these spaces, how important is it to build your personal brand so that you can not just elevate within the company, but also externally? Yeah, that's such a fully loaded question. I could talk on this topic for a solid I'm three like, hours. Right, I was like, right <laughs> off the bat, we're going right into it. <laughs> Let's go right into it. No, I would say, you know, to answer the, the first part of your, que your question is professional branding is, is critical. Um, and the reason I say that is um, because, you know, self-advocacy is such a huge part of being able to level up in your career. Nobody's going to, you know, proactively hand you what you want. You have to make a case for it. You have to back up that narrative. And before you're able to advocate for yourself, it's important that you know your value and your accomplishments, not only in your role today, but, you know, where do you come from? And mm -hmm. how are you, um, you know, an, an asset to your company, an asset to your team? So after you understand what that looks like for you, then you're able to not only advocate for yourself, but pull in mentors or sponsors or career allies, those who can level that narrative up for you as well. And so professional branding is like a whole topic in itself. But I would say, you know, I created this framework that I always introduce to my, my partners, my clients, um, is if you can understand these four pillars, you have an understanding of what your professional brand is. I call it your KISS framework. It stands for... Um, it's C-I-S-S, -S, and it stands for your culture contributors, your interests, your strengths, and your skills. So if you can understand your culture contributors, right, that's essentially who you are, where you've been, and what matters to you. So, for example, um, you know, my work ethic comes from being raised as uh, the youngest daughter of a single parent who raised us in the Bay Area, one of the most expensive places you can probably live in the world, right? So I saw her hustle. I saw her drive. I saw her be very intentional about, you know, the one income that we had, you know, to essentially for her to raise three daughters. So, you know, those types of things that came from my upbringing and my personal experiences translated to how I show up professionally. Interests, you know, that's your typical what do you love to do within the scope of your role, but also outside. 
So for example, if you're somebody who, you know, is really into fitness or being active, it should be uh, something that you feel um, okay having a conversation with your manager about. Hey manager, I'm going to sign off at 4 p.m. every day because I need to, you know, hit the gym. That helps me stay mentally sharp. It helps me stay focused, but I'll sign back on after. Being able to be transparent about those types of things, right? Mm -hmm. Or even in the scope of your role, right? Hey manager, you have me on this project as like a side project, but my focus and my areas of interest is actually here. So how can I get more acclimated and more integrated into okay. these projects over here. Mm -hmm. And then strengths and skills, right? So that's like the typical, what falls into your role? What are you known for? Um, what do your leaders and your peers call you out on? Um, you know, what is that reputation that you have? And understanding what you want people to say about you. So I always encourage my partners and my clients to think about the narrative you want to scale, right? You have to think about what do you want to be known for? But then take it a step further. And when you think about the future, you think about that next role or the next thing that you want to do in your career, what are the skills and the strengths that you have to highlight for people to already see you operating in that capacity? Right. And so taking it full, like full circle back, because I know I just said a mouthful, all of this is, you know, it, it takes work. But I would say if you can figure out your KISS framework, that will set the tone of how to build your professional brand, how to create that narrative and scale it. So again, it's your culture contributors, your interests, your strengths, and your skills. Just do some brainstorming around that and figure out what you want to be known for and what that looks like. Yeah, it's actually good stuff. Rob is about to jump in here. I yeah, I was him. just going to say, like, in particular, like, a, a lot of people that are just starting their career dev, like, you know, students or just anybody that's kind of restarting or starting um, what's your number one piece of advice to them around this idea of a personal brand? Because a lot of people, especially Gen Z, they get really like tweaked up about this or like maybe not tweaked up, but they're like, what the fuck? Like, what, what's my personal brand? How would you explain this to someone? How would you explain this to my 19-year-old daughter, the importance of like this brand or this framework in a nutshell? Yeah, that's such a great idea. Uh, that's just a great call out, um, Rob, that you just mentioned, because new grads or even people who are junior in their career might not know what this looks like quite yet. You know, I'm coming from a perspective mm -hmm. where I have almost 13 years of, of corporate experience before I started coaching on this. I would say, you know, there are things that are inherent to you. There are certain um, traits, skills, areas of interest that are just a part of who you are. They're a part of your DNA. And I want you to think about what that looks like for you. So I'll give you an example. When I started my career, I started as an intern at Sony Music Entertainment. Had no experience as, you know, in the business uh, world or in marketing or, or in anything, really. Um, and I remember just being mindful of what used to drive me, even if it wasn't in the scope of my day-to-day. -day. So, for example, um, I was... Just very, um, and even to this day, it's something that's like inherent in me, like super organized, right? And so I would basically meet with my director who was kind of all over the place. She had a lot going on. She didn't have a way of like streamlining um, programs or streamlining, you know, the, the documents that she'd have to like essentially uh, communicate to the VP um, every week. She was just very scattered. And so me, I jumped into that role just because organization just comes to me naturally. So I would help her, okay, this is where I, you know, filed away everything for you. Every Monday before your meeting, open up this specific doc and this is gonna have everything uh, for you to present to the VP. So 
think about what is inherent to you. Is it your people skills? Maybe you bring out the best in people. Maybe you're social. Maybe you're the type of person that can rally everyone together for a happy hour or for a virtual team, um, you know, team meeting to share your wins for the week because that's just who you are. That's your, per that's your personality. Um, and start to think about you know, what it is that you are already doing as a person and what you enjoy doing and how that translates into the professional um, environment and creating that bridge in between the two. Um, because at the end of the day, I think that's going to be your most authentic professional brand, right? It's not really thinking about what you want to be known for specifically, but thinking about, you know, what's inherent to you. How are you already operating and what brings you joy? I know when I was at LinkedIn or even in, at, at Google, um, I was in sales, but it wasn't the number that was driving me. It wasn't the revenue or the thrill of the sale. It was actually driving solutions for my clients and my customers because I wanted them to feel... Um, more effective. I wanted them to feel supported and that's what helped me thrive. But that's inherent to who yeah. Devika Bridge is. I'm just okay. invested in people in general, right? So thinking about what is inherent to you, what is natural to you, and then tying that into the, the professional environment. That sounds totally logical. Or maybe it's not even the professional environment. I mean, listen, I graduated, um, I, I graduated um, high school in 1987. And all I wanted to do was be a professional snowboarder. It turns out, <laughs> it turns out though that I could have done that. I mean, I could have potentially done that. Anyway, let me but let me you ask. Do that. You do do that. I, I mean, I do. I do that. So, <laughs> but anyway, so let's talk about quitting your job. Um, Davika, you've had some awesome jobs. I mean, you've worked with Link. You worked at LinkedIn for four years plus, and you were you know, a top performer and, you know, an icon in the company, as far as I could tell. I, I didn't really interface you with you that much. But so talk about quitting. Like, when do you when do you know when to quit? How do you quit? Should you plan this out? What's your best wisdom on the subject of knowing when to quit? Yeah, when, think... maybe maybe it's knowing when to leave because okay, it you... kind of seems like you're giving up. Right. So I would yeah. almost say just knowing when to to pivot to your next place. Pivot, okay, pivot, go. whatever, yeah. I'm with you. So, so, so what is your best wisdom on when should you pivot? Yeah, well, you know, for me, I actually had a great experience at both Google and LinkedIn. I just decided to leave those specific companies at a time where the environment didn't suit me any longer. Mm -hmm. um, and that's a whole different topic in itself, right? But actually leaving LinkedIn, I, I went to a startup um, and I was there for a hot 60 days and decided to <laughs> decided to leave. And the reason behind that is, and you know, Kim, I, I've shared the story with you so many times. Mm -hmm. I think I shared it in real time when it was happening and I was freaking out, oh, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, but, you know, I had this amazing career trajectory. I think I worked super hard. I, I finally like landed at a company that um, believed in me and wanted me to do everything that, you know, working in these larger corporations wouldn't enable me to do in that period of time. And so there was a sense of pride and accomplishment that came with that. Like, wow, these people believe in me. They, they believe that I can be a great leader. They believe that I can shape this company alongside them. Um, but I got to this point um, at about one month in where my energy was really low. Um, every time I walked into the doors, I felt like I went from a full battery 
to a drained battery. And I couldn't explain what that was. The people were great. The company was cool. They did a lot of great work. It would have been an awesome place to be. It had nothing to do with that. I just feel like I got to a point where I knew that it wasn't it anymore. That um, this didn't drive me in the way that I in the way that I knew I could contribute to the world, in the way that I knew that I yeah. wanted to to contribute to the world. And so I would say, you know, it, I, I don't want to leave this perception that every time you're feeling uncomfortable, you should leave your your role. That's not it at all. But I would think, you know, are you in the in the scope of your role on like the sixty percent, seventy percent of what you do on a day to day? Are you operating within your purpose? Are you excited about the work that you're doing? If you're not excited about the work you're doing, are you at least working with leaders who are trying to help you get there? Mm -hmm. And if those answers are no, right, and then you're also just dragging your feet going to work every day, it's probably time to reevaluate. And that's what I love about what happened in the past, you know, two years of this pandemic. Obviously, a lot of grief and heartache and and all of the bad things, but the, the good part that came with, with the pandemic is this concept of the great reshuffle, right? And just like yeah. people Refocus. really taking the time, <laughs> yeah, taking the time to understand, hey, like life is in perspective for me now. Now I'm working from home, all these elements of like my social life and um, office perks and snacks and drinks and <laughs> all the stuff that some of these uh, corporations offer, you know, at the heart of it, are you doing the work that you want to do? And if, and, and if you're not, um, at least are the people around you, you know, are you learning from them? Are these leaders that can help you get you to where you want to be? If you're saying no to everything, I would say it's time to, to rethink, you know, what's next for you. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's some solid, solid gold advice right there, Dev. Thank you. Um, yeah. I think I also, think too, I, that there's, sorry, Rob, I was just, as Dev was speaking, I'm like, I think there's always like some, some sort of signs too, right? So you talked about not really feeling to, to get up. You felt drained, you know, like these are things that I feel sometimes people don't pay attention to. Sometimes they kind of ignore it and they stay there and then they get miserable and then it turns into frustration and then possibly all the other things that may lead to something else. Um, one being burnout, right? Like for yourself or feeling overwhelmed or whatever. But I think paying attention to how you feel, paying attention to your environment as well is really important. And I think a lot of people need to take time to do it because I don't think everyone is aware, right? Some people are just kind of like going through the motions and they're like, Dev, that sounds great. You started your own business and you left but I feel kind of like I have to stay here. So what's your advice for the people that feel like they have to stay there? That's, yeah, it's, it's a big topic, right? I, I want to be very clear that I did not plan to quit my job and start a business. When I went, when I decided to quit my job, I went into like a forced sabbatical because I didn't know what the hell I was going to do. Mm -hmm. And it's not like I had saved up and then preparation to help support this like dream it was truly an act of faith for me um but it was also something that was very needed i would say the biggest gift that you can give yourself on a daily basis or even a weekly basis is that set time where you just think you mm. just sit down and you just think think about your life think about what's going on at work think about are you happy think about what can make you operate better whatever that looks like for you 
I think for uh, a lot of us is we're just hustling, right? We're getting to the day. There's no shortage of work. There's family. There's friends. There's getting enough water in the day. You know, exactly. yeah, there's all these things that we're thinking about, right? It just never right. stops. But if you were to really think, sit down and think, that would give you the opportunity to come from a place of not just frustration, but strategy, right? Like, I'm not happy in my role today. Okay, well, what will make me happy? You might think, okay, maybe it's transitioning to that different team. Maybe it's leaving the company entirely. Maybe it's, you know, working with a different leadership team or getting, you know, integrated into a different project. Like, what does that look like for you? I would say if you're thinking, okay, I'm, I'm not happy, but if I make this internal move, I think that would satisfy me in, in, in this next season. Then, okay, you know, step one, what, what to do, what conversations need to be had, right? But if it's like, I don't want to do this work anymore, or I want to leave this, this company, period, then you know the, the proactive next step. So I just want to, you know, I guess lead with this, um, with this firm understanding that, you know, sometimes also you'd be shocked at like where life will just like carry you, take you. right? Yeah. And take you. I would have never, being a business owner um, was never on my radar. I always thought I'd work for these big companies, large companies, you know, do the whole corporate climb, you know, become an executive one day. And that was that. Um, but, you know, I believe in God and God had a different plan for me. And so, um, you know, I had to step into that and it wasn't comfortable by any means. I'm pretty sure I had a lot of panic moments where it's like, okay, my savings account looks a little sketch now, <laughs> you know, what am I going to do? But that's I'm glad where... you laid that out because a lot of people are, a lot of people I talk to or not, to, not that I just talked about, I'm like, how are these people doing this? Like, you're just going to go, I mean... Do they have like millions of dollars in their bank account or some shit? But most of the time they don't. <laughs> no, sir. They're yeah. like, okay, just going to go do it. I mean, I did this early in my career and, you know, there's a different sort of bunch of outcomes, but um, I've had literally like multiple careers over this. And uh, so it's fascinating to hear you talk about that. It's just, you got to, you kind of do need to go for it. And I, I appreciate the, the piece about, um, maybe it's all like just the universe is going to propel you one more direction or another for whatever that is. Yeah, I think so. I, I think timing too. Timing has a huge part. And a lot of times I think what ends up happening is that every step we've taken before is preparing us for that next one. And we don't always see that. Right. So we may feel like, I don't know where this came from, but essentially everything you were doing before was preparing you for that very moment that you're currently in or that you're about to walk into. A hundred percent, a hundred percent. Could not agree more with that. Like I often hear, you know, people ask me, do you think that your time in, in corporate America or in tech or in sales was a waste? And I'm like, no, that's what helps me operate more effectively today as a mm -hmm. business owner. Cause I'm a one woman show. So right. I'm doing all the admin, I'm doing all the execution, I'm doing all the sales, like the prospecting, I'm doing everything. And had I not had those experiences in my corporate career, I would not know how to make this business thrive. Mm -hmm. So, mm -hmm. yeah, nothing's wasted. Nothing's wasted. I love that. And I do think some of the things that you have learned along the way are going to be vital for listeners. So what would you say, let's say, let's say three, three, three learnings <laughs> that you've been holding on to because they've been that powerful in and helping you either get through the days when they're hard because owning a business is not easy, like you said, 
or just for you to continue to stay motivated to want to be that partner to others as well, because that in itself can be overwhelming too, where you're trying to help be a solution and there's just so much stuff going on. So yeah, give us a few, three, <laughs> a few beans. Three, I have to pick three. Um, <laughs> well, I will say um, the first is self-care. I know that we hear these terms all the time and it almost just sounds taboo now, like self-care, like make sure you carve space for that. Like for me, mm -hmm. I do that on a daily. So that means that I'm taking time. Like for me, self-care, what helps me operate is taking time for prayer in the morning because that's what sets the tone for my day. Um, something active, whether it's a walk or meeting with my trainer virtually or something that helps me feeling healthy helps me. Um, and then also like, you know, something simple, like taking an extra long shower or whatever it looks like for you. Right. But self-care is really important, especially if you're in a season of your career where you're not feeling fulfilled, you're feeling like there's something more, you're feeling called to it and, and you're working through those frustrations and that internal conflict of what, what, the, what does that mean? Mm -hmm. Sometimes just loving on yourself, especially in the world that we live in right now is like mission critical. And so even though you might be hearing self-care, this self-care, that all the time, I would challenge you just even for a week just to make a space for that every day, whatever that looks like for you, because it does shift the mind um, quite a bit. Um, the second is, you know, taking time to think. Like I said, this is like a daily practice for me. It's also something that I encourage like my husband to do. I gave him like a whiteboard, like, you know, take oh. time to really think about what, what, who do you want to be in this world? Where are you looking to go? Where, what, what do you want to bring to your company? What it is that you want to bring to your team? Um, you know, taking that time to really understand where are you in your life and where do you want to go? And are you mm -hmm. on that path? Right. Mm -hmm. And then being able to make the appropriate tweaks. And I also want to say that's like, I'm saying that in a place of privilege as well, because I know that there are people that don't have that opportunity at all times. You might be in a role where it's like, Hey, I need to keep this job in effort mm -hmm. to keep the lights on for my kids or for, or to put food on the table. So you know, I want you to just like, obviously make it relevant to you and where you're at. Um, but take time, like, where can you make those shifts? Not only professionally, but personally as well. Um, if it's not professionally today, what does that look like personally? And just be evolving with every season, but taking that time to understand where do you want to go? And are you on that path? Um, and then the last is, um, something that I find to be very critical is like having the right people around you. Right. Yep. So whether that's personally, um, having the right people around you that's going to motivate you, it's a mutually beneficial relationship, you're not the only one checking in, you're not the only one, you know, uh, reaching out for communication, but those people who are invested in you is just as much as you are invested in them. And then on the professional side of things, I often hear, my manager sucks, or my leader doesn't care about, you know, like what I want to do. Okay, well, if that's the hand you're given right now, think about other leaders. Think about other mentors or sponsors that can come alongside of you and be that, that sounding board for you that can help you strategize to get you to where you want to be. So personally and professionally, it's really important to be thoughtful around who you have in your immediate circles, right? Who are you spending the most time with? Who, what are you hearing from people? Are they speaking life into you? Or are they draining you even more by, you know, perpetuating that negative space that you're in today? And so that was something that was very critical at LinkedIn. I had this like tremendous support system around me um, that helped catapult me into my career. Um, and without them, I wouldn't have 
been able to accomplish you know, nearly, uh, nearly mm -hmm. what I had. So it's really important to just have the right people around you as well. Yeah, thank you for that. We've heard so many of our guests talk about the community aspect of it all. And I really hope listeners understand that that is a huge part of building a, I would say, not just, yeah, not just professional, but just in general, like in your personal life as well. It's really important to have a solid community because those are the people that will be able to lift you up. Those are the people that will be able to bring you through. Those are the people that will just essentially listen, you know, and if you don't have those people, then you probably need to reevaluate like who's around me and let me start shifting to get to the people or to be that person as well. Because it's not just about being around the people. You too have to be that person in the community as well, right? So I really love that you shared these these gems, if you will, with us um, for us to bridge the gaps in our lives, right? Uh, because I do feel like it's important for, for everyone to be able to tap in and say, okay, I heard that, but you know what? This really resonated with me. And I believe that listeners will be able to do that through this conversation. So thank you. That's great advice. If you're not, if you're not, I know my video is not working. If you're not, if you're not tapping in, you're tapping out. I mean, you've got to, that, that, that inner circle is so critical. Like, and you know, over the pandemic, I've applied that sort of philosophy to like my family. Like there's some family members that, yeah, they're just not part of the inner circle anymore. Not my direct family, but you know, like the kind of extended family, um, because they showed their colors during the, you know, pandemic and, um, just shit that happened in our country, you know? Um, so, you know, it's really super important. Um, Kim, I know we're, we're running out of time here. Um, yeah. is there any, any, oh wait, we, you know, what we need to find out is where do people find you online, Davika? Like where do people yeah. learn about your services and about you? Yeah, well, you can definitely, you know, feel free to connect on LinkedIn. I'm always happy to, to make new connections. Um, you can find me under my name, Davika Bridge. Um, also, my website is uh, Bridge the Gap Consulting. Bridge is spelled B-R-I-J, like my last name. Yeah. BridgetheGapConsulting.com um, just highlights all the good stuff that's happening, how I'm partnering with organizations, but all the great resources to come for the general community, the general population that wants to do some of this work that might not have access to their companies. I'm definitely thinking about you all as well, and so you can check me out yeah. online and feel free to connect. Yay! Awesome. Love it. Thanks again, Dev, for joining us. Thank you for having me, Rob and Kim. Appreciate it.